Hi, welcome again to Healthcare Marketing Insights for the week of June 15th. This is Chris Bevelo, president of Interval. There, I did it again. Marketing <laughs> firm that puts on this podcast, and I'm with, on my right... Adam Meyer, design director. And... Jackie Ritacco, account coordinator. Who's on the left. <laughs> Very good. Hand side, so if you can visualize <laughs> that. And I was referring to my lip smacking, which somebody has pointed out that I do occasionally when I you you pointed are you that somebody <laughs> what's that yeah yeah so and we were just we were just singing uh, Hall and Oates and if you you know if you know our profiles you know that I'm 40 something 41 Adam is 31 and Jackie is 26 yes yes so which one of us would you guess is all up in Hall and Oates right now <laughs> It's not me. It's not me. No, if you guess it's that. It's me. It's Jackie. What's what? up with that? You weren't I even born when Hall & Oates was around, were you? Probably not. Aren't they they're still around? I don't think they're dead. Well, they? I mean when they were big. <laughs> that was I my just, first concert. Eighth are grade. Are you serious? Hall & Oates. Oh, yeah. They're uh, good. I just like rich girl. And what were the ones? You were just singing Maneater. Oh, and I like Maneater. I didn't know they sang that. (laughs) That was a bonus. You had that on your iChat description. And I'm like, what is she (laughs) doing? Why does she put man? What's going on there? Did she just (laughs) chew up some guy and spit him out? But no, it's hollow notes. Maybe you can maybe you can build in some. Oh, we probably can't use their music in our lead in, can we? I'm trying to think who the first concert was that I've. I think the Oak Ridge Boys was my first concert. What? <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Who's Elvira? that? <laughs> yeah, isn't that their song? I think so. Were you just a long singing? time ago? Yeah. No, no. We were trying to sing "Man Eater." What was the part you wanted? Mind over matter. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Maybe that should be the name of our podcast. Mind over matter. Mind over matter. We still have to play. Or man eater. Yes, I'm sure that would go over well. <laughs> Okay, you guys ready to dig in here? Let's dig. Uh, we are going to boil the entire healthcare problem in the United States down to two letters. And if that doesn't work, we'll just try to we'll try to reference it related to marketing communications. But I think <laughs> that the letters A E are a symbol of the problems of our healthcare system. Do you guys any clue what I'm <laughs> referring to? No, nothing. The, the, okay. Latin, the Latin A-E. The, well, we're not sure if it's that weird A-E that's mushed together. Is that Latin? I don't Whatever even know that that's character Latin. is. I just assume any character that doesn't look like it belongs in our alphabet is Latin. It could be Greek. It could be. It probably is Greek. It's probably Greek. It could be Roman, too. Do you know, Jackie, what I that don't. would be? Or even what it's called? Maybe it's hieroglyphic. Maybe <laughs> it is. Maybe it's Sumerian. Okay. So what we're referring to is orthopedic versus orthopedic (laughs) (laughs) which they're pronounced the same but you all know what we're talking about right we're talking about the spelling of orthopedic which uh can either be spelled o-r-t-h-o-p-a-e-d-i-c or the same spelling but no a in it so o-r-t-h-o-p-e-d-i-c and if you wanted to you could hold this up as a symbol of all that's uh wrong with healthcare because typically what you have is the ortho the ae version orthopedic uh is kind of the classic spelling uh and it's typically in healthcare what 
providers want to use, so physicians. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of their national associations have it in their name, so the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons, American Orthopedic Foot and Ankle Society, American Orthopedic Society for Sports Medicine. This was just the first few Google hits I had. Uh, And in our experience, when we've run into this question of which spelling should we use, it's usually the providers that want to use the AE. Because to them, hey, this, this is what it should be. This is the classic representation. This is what's on our degree, whatever. The question, oh, there I did it again. Are you, we're going to have to keep account of that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm self-conscious about it now. The question is, from a Joe Public perspective, isn't orthopedic with just an E much better? You Definitely. know, the AE stops you. What other word has AE in it? We were trying to think of one in that order. Right, in that, yeah. I don't know of right any. Right next to each other. I'm sure there is there gotta be some, right? None, nothing that comes to mind. I mean, it's it's not a common combination. It's, combination. It's, no, it's not common at all. It might be you know just a handful, but it has that potential to stop you when you see that and go, "What's that?" You know, is is that it, nobody's question. You know, I, I'm not questioning whether people understand what it means, mm-hmm. but it's just that little hesitation. You know, we're talking about like a grain of sand on the beach of healthcare problems, but it's just this little symbol, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Because because with E, it's it's easier to spell. It's less intimidating. It doesn't make you think twice. Uh, again, I think to most consumers, this is an imperceptible difference. But as a symbol, it's the classic battle of provider-oriented healthcare versus consumer-oriented healthcare. Correct? Because mm-hmm. usually you have the marketer going, let's just go with E. It looks better. People won't stumble over it. They're not going to question it. And you have the providers going no this is what it should be so they are they are thinking about what's best from my perspective not what's potentially best from right, right. the consumer perspective. now in clinical care you know i don't think they think that way but when it comes to marketing for sure this is the constant battle mm-hmm. right so, so which one do you think turns up more i think the ae does simply because yeah. Yeah, uh, you see that battle is almost always won by the physicians because they have the power mm-hmm. and it's hard for marketers or communicators to say, look, you know, we know that this is they're both acceptable from what we can find. Uh, and we know that this is kind of an official way that your organization or your association uses it. But think about it from your consumer standpoint. What would be easier for them? Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're going to give on a battle, this is one to give on. But it, we just thought, isn't that curious? Isn't that couldn't you just hold that up as, you know, A ver- you know, AE versus E as the consummate battle? No? Yes? You can't nod on a podcast. A example. <laughs> <laughs> no nodding allowed. You guys agree with that? Nod. Nod. Oh, and I can just say it rather than... You're nodding up and yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. So we just thought we'd point that out. We wonder what others... You know, we've had clients that have tried to fight this battle. Typically, they lose it. Uh, and again, it's not, it's not worth fighting over, really. Uh, it's just unfortunate that it, you know, it symbolizes this rift. Right. Okay. Cool. Nod. Yes? Double nod. <laughs> Double nod. We're all nodding over here in case you can't tell. Uh, which I think is a nice segue to uh, a blog that's just been started by friends of ours that we've gotten to know through Twitter, uh, Meredith Gould and Daphne Swancutt who are two longtime healthcare communicators, and they just started a blog called Just So You Know, and the tagline is Getting Feisty About Healthcare Communications. And these two are definitely feisty. 
if you if you follow them <laughs> in Twitter, you know they've got. And that's what's great about this block is they're they're not holding back. They've got great attitude. They've been around this for a long time, and they're frustrated by seeing the same things we see all the time and want to try to move things in a different way. So great sarcasm and attitudes. Of course, we're you know kind of connected to that. We like that. But their latest post, I think, also speaks to this E versus AE kind of concept. It's called Shut Up Already, which is great. And it starts off by kind of talking about how don't you hate it when you have conversations with people and all they do is talk about themselves. And kind of the transition statement is if you don't want to garret them, then you simply want to tune them out, uh, which is true. And then they use that as a transition to, but yet this is what we see from so many hospitals and healthcare systems. All they want to do is talk about themselves. Uh, and so here's a quote from the blog post. Lots of other industries are discovering that the old way of communicating at instead of with people isn't passing muster. Healthcare needs to get that one figured out too today, not 10 years behind everyone else as per usual. People really are tired of listening to you talk about yourselves just so you know. So that's how they kind of finished it. And, you know, we would agree with that, don't you think? Oh, without a doubt. Hospitals talk about themselves too much. Correct. And that's kind of the, a, the AE versus E. Again, you're, you're putting things out there from your own perspective. Uh, but that fits with what we've talked about when, we, when we've, you know, I've spoken on Joe Public doesn't care about your hospital. Uh, so if they don't care about your hospital, stop talking about yourself. Uh, <laughs> or the hidden gen syndrome. <sighs> Which we've had that's, a blog, I guess, blog I think post. that's my favorite. Is that your favorite? <laughs> You've just experienced that so much, right? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Is this yeah. the best kept secret? The best kept secret. If people just knew, if people only knew right. about us. Or about our service. Right. And so the assumption is, you know, if you just told somebody about your service, they would just come. You know, your, your beds would be filled, your appointments would be booked and all of this. And it's just so wrong in so many ways. So, mm-hmm. so what that leads to, if you have the hidden gem, gem syndrome, is you just go out and talk about yourself because that's all it takes, right? Let's yes. just you know, let's just <laughs> let's just say here, here, here's who we are, and that's going to do it. But if Joe Public doesn't care, so many people are tuning out. Plus, you're assuming there's no other choice in the market, and then all you have to do is say, "Hey, we're here. We're General Hospital. We're here." Isn't right. that good enough? Right. People are well aware that you're there. They don't care because they don't need you. When right. they need at present, when they do need you, if they don't know you're there, they're going to seek you out. So you don't need to constantly be telling me you're there. Beating them over the head. Yes. Yes. But we see it so often. Right. And I, I commented on this blog post, and this is, again, where their attitude comes out, which is fun. I mean, we have a lot of fun with, with uh, both Meredith and Daphne on Twitter. Uh, very sarcastic. They're not afraid to kind of knock you down to size. So I had posted something, you know, saying, hey, we're fully agreed with this. Uh, It's why we talk about inbound marketing, uh, get people interested for other reasons and bring them in because they don't care. And Mm -hmm. that's also not talking about yourself. Uh, And Daphne's response was, Chris, you hit the nail on the head. But if I hear inbound marketing coming from you again, I might have to sock you. (laughs) (laughs) So she's she's giving me crap about an annoying habit I have, which I, I admit when I, you know, latch on an idea, I tend to beat it to death. Beat the hell out of it. Would you guys agree with that? A little, little bit. A <laughs> little bit. Tat- well, I get excited about it. You know, so That's I've been talking thing. about inbound marketing a lot. And so she's calling me on that. Um, so I've got, you know, I'm not afraid to admit annoying habits. 
I've noticed on the podcast that I do the smacking bit. It's an annoying <laughs> habit. I tend, to, I tend to talk like this at the end. I don't know if that's like English. You know how like English people, when they do the news report, they kind of end, they emphasize at the end. I can't do it now because I'm on the spot. <laughs> I but I have noticed. found that I end up like this. What do you think, Adam? Here's a new topic. <laughs> yeah, those things can be. There's a there's a pastor at a, a church that I go to. I don't, I don't want to call it out because hopefully nobody who knows him is going to get this back to him. But he, end, he it's like he ends every line with he like kind of his voice goes up. It's like and blah blah blah. And, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> And it's kind of like it's the kind of thing you could do. At, you could. It's the kind of thing you can do once in a while to add some emphasis to something, or to really right. kind of give it that feel, that emotional feel. But when you end every line like that, it's like, come on, shut up. I think the English do the opposite. They often end their stories like this, right? Down. Right. And the fire trucks left in a fury. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to come up with something. Sorry, it wasn't even an English accent. We know better than to do accents after raison d'etre. Dead, right? Yeah. Right. I think the the most perfect English I've I've heard spoken was in London. It was one of the um, that would figure. It was the. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 it was just. It was. The, the, I could sit there and listen to that guy all day. He was like a tour guide. He was like a dressed like a beef eater type dude, but he was a tour guide for. Oh, I can't remember where we looked at so many places. I can't remember where he was, but. Just literally the way he spoke, I could I could listen to him all day. It was, it was it was interesting to hear somebody speak English so perfectly. Yeah, you think you have to go to London to find that? There's probably people here, <laughs> the Londoners that come this way. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll we'll post a link to uh, the Just So You Know blog, and we recommend that you check it out. Uh, they just got it started. They've had a couple posts already. Uh, this is the, again, I just love this. This is their why. So kind of their mission statement for the blog. We're sickened by all the blather, passionate about smart marketing strategies, believe in community building. We also think healthcare communication needs a swift kick into the 21st century. And we're all for all of that, aren't we? So definitely check it out. What's that? Well put. Well put. Yes. Uh, so another thing we wanted to get into, which again is, nice thread through this whole podcast uh, is we're going to go back to flush the cliche flush the healthcare cliche uh, we're leaving room there <laughs> sound effect, which comes in post-production uh, and I thought that the healthcare cliche of the week which fits with our topics of the day is uh, the cliche of using physicians in advertising you guys think that's a cliche most certainly. Yeah. Yes, it is Most for definitely. hospitals or we just see it all the time. If I had a dollar for every time I had to <laughs> seek out a stock photo of a doctor doing something, I would be a wealthy, wealthy man. Very wealthy. Very wealthy. Yes. And and I think this was part of the, the post or my comment to their post was I, I wish I can remember every time we came up with the concept and somebody it's usually not a marketer, but somebody said, where are the physicians and how many times have we had to after a concept has been approved that does not include physicians how many times have we had to force them into the ad right you know okay the concept is an elephant you know juggling tennis balls because that shows all these different skill sets you have (laughs) well we've got to get dr so-and-so in there so it's the ad is an elephant juggling tennis balls with a picture of dr (laughs) so-and-so it makes no sense but we still have to put him in there 
take your picture and usually it's the darn you know headshot in their lab coat or suit coat sometimes it's you know a full-on shot in there uh, it's very frustrating why is it a cliche though well it's it's what you it's what you see everywhere i mean that's right. what a cliche is so that's fits the bill i mean that's you can't you can't get away from it flip open the sunday paper flip open a time magazine first healthcare ad you run across more than likely you'll have a physician staring right. back at you right which in in itself is not a bad thing if you see it everywhere if it's effective the problem is if you see it everywhere that means everybody's doing it that everything right. looks the same so it all looks the same it's very hard to distinguish one ad from another uh and it also you know if you want to dig deeper it's such an obvious it's such an obvious you know let's let's start with this marketing challenge and oh let's put the physician in there it's right. like one step away from the challenge well th- but that's that's healthcare. i mean another example as we've used a million times like heart center logos what's the most obvious <clears throat> symbol for a, a heart center to use for its identity a flame right correct <laughs> a heart a swoosh everyone, yeah. everyone wants heart. to use a damn heart yes nobody is willing to think i'm not going to say think outside the box because somebody needs to punch me in the face or the, the gut if I use that line. <laughs> we need a new sound effect just for that. <laughs> There's a cliche. You just in the flush the cliche segment, you've used I've a cliche. Used the most in one it's of the mind worst. warping. <laughs> no, I, I was think outside to, to the think, heart. To think differently. You know, to think in non literal terms, to be conceptual. Right. Nobody is willing to be conceptual when it comes to their well right. very few are willing to be conceptual when it comes to their advertising or their identities or their existence for that matter. I mean, it's just, well, and when you have, you know, when you have the, I'll just pick California heart. Well, I want to help me out clinic. I'm just making (laughs) something up, right? Your name is the California heart clinic. Why would you need a heart? People know what this is about. Right. Plus it's not like they're just walking along and a sign drops out of the sky and they're like, what's this, what's this all about? They're usually context. There's always context around a name and a logo. Mm-hmm. So 90% of the time, they know what they're looking for. They're in need of cardiac care or whatever. So it should be about what makes you different. And the last thing that makes you different is a heart. Because right. you're a heart clinic. Right. Like all the other heart clinics, deal with the heart. <laughs> Unless you're the one heart clinic that doesn't, you know, we don't really work with the heart. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's redundant and whatever. And the same would be said with physicians. You're a hospital with physicians. No crap. And that's where we kind of have fun with the board certified bit. And our marketing clients also <coughs> have fun with that. You know, they're forced to, hey, we've got to make sure people know that this guy's board certified. Well, I sure as hell hope so. <laughs> I mean, as a consumer, you know, to me, that just means I know that there's yeah. a, that means something. Uh once you're into this industry, but a consumer doesn't know. And it just opens the question. So you're saying these other docs aren't right. What does that mean? Right. It's just silly. Right. There's, there are a lot of things that I don't know. And I've said it a million times when people want to cram credentials on things or these, these are things I assume. Right. When I go to a hospital, I don't even, if I were to go to a clinic or a hospital for some sort of service, to be honest, a lot of times I don't even, 
suspect I don't, it doesn't occur to me that maybe they don't provide this particular service it's a hospital i assume i can go there and get what i need to get done done i think that's how most people most consumers think yeah it's like if i need something done i can go to the hospital and get it done right well and and you know you can take this and extend it you can take it to well not only do we need to know you need to see the physician you need to know the physician's name you need to have their specialty listed you need to tell their board certified uh, and all of this under the premise that that this is differentiating and compelling. And to a consumer, it's a duh. Mm-hmm. So are we getting ready to take the oath? I state your name. I state your name. Jackie? I state your name. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> if your friend jumped off a bridge, would you jump <laughs> off a bridge too? Probably. We hereby swear. We hereby swear. I swear. Everybody out there in podcast line has to take this too. <laughs> to try at all costs to avoid using physicians in advertising. To try, try at all costs. <laughs> Unless my job depends on it. Or there really is a compelling or differentiating reason to do so. Right. Because there may be circumstances Amen. where, or use them in a different way. This isn't part of the oath. You don't have to say all this part. <laughs> you know, we've, we've had to do it. I mean, we're guilty. Not that we want to. Uh, but use them in a different way. Show them in a compelling way. Right. Uh, so they're just not shown in the, the same old, same old. Or if you happen to have a physician that literally is one of a kind, which is so rare, right? How many one of a kinds can there be? And even if it is, he or she is one of a kind, how are you going to demonstrate that to the public? You know, we mm-hmm. have a toe surgeon who is in the top five in the country. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to know this guy. I'm going to go, oh, you know, Dr. Meyer. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not going to see anybody else but Dr. Meyer. Maybe in cosmetic surgery, there might be some, some of that. All right. Have we beat this cliche to death now? You've got to be like a good-looking doctor, though, to be in cosmetic surgery, don't you? Do you? I don't know. I mean. You have to look cosmetic. You want a bad-looking doctor? Well, what's that old good? joke? Like, you know, that like when you go, to, you go to a new town and there's two barbers <clears> and there's one is all dirty unkempt and his hair is terrible and the other one's all neat and nice and has nice hair which barber do you use you use the gross one because he cut the other guy's hair <laughs> <laughs> oh you guys laughed at that joke oh my gosh it's like from reader's digest 1978 <laughs> See, or something i think the one the one experience that i have that like kind of embodies this line of thought i I had gone my when in college when driving to the Twin Cities to interview for <clears throat> positions for jobs. I had, it was a snowy evening and my car went off the road by Sock Center on I ninety four and hit a light pole. It like spun around backwards. The tow truck driver who pulled my car out was this old big guy in this just destroyed tow truck. I mean, just horrible. And he pulled it out and towed it up to the to the gas station because it was right by a truck stop and he was supposed to then i mean i was asking him questions about if the car would still run and it, was, it could still start but like the steering wheel was totally upside down if you wanted to try to drive it straight so it was messed up how do you know if the steering wheel's upside down it's circular well it's got like a logo on it and oh, you, good point. you can <laughs> tell <laughs> but um And there's another guy there who had locked his, who was my same age, who also went in the ditch because people were just going to the ditch at this one spot left and right. And his, the guy towed him out, but then locked his keys in his car. So he was trying to get this guy, this old big dude with a 
just unkempt, as you said, and his truck was just awful. I was trying to get this guy's unlock this thing with like his little Slim Jim or whatever it's called, and he couldn't get it. So we had, we had to call another tow truck company because I was hanging out with this kid while we were trying to get all this stuff straightened out. And this other guy shows up in this like gleaming red tow truck. It was like, it was just like night and day from this other guy. He gets out and he's like this young, good looking, built guy. He walks over <laughs> to the car with this little tool and just pops the door right open. So it was like, I don't so know. It's, perception was reality. In that case, perception was okay. totally reality. And then you eventually went and used that tow truck driver for Botox injection. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you're saying the perception of a good-looking doctor is going to help his or her. Potentially. In cosmetic surgery. In cosmetic yeah, I surgery. I suppose. Maybe. But then again, I'm also fairly superficial. <laughs> <laughs> but, how, but then the problem is you've got all these physicians that are obese or overweight or smoke and all these things, so... Yeah, I love walking. I live right by a hospital, and I love. You, you can no longer smoke on campus. So all the p- employees who smoke have to leave campus right. and walk across and smoke in this park, which is right behind my house. So I love just w- driving by the hospital and seeing all these nurses and physicians standing out back, just smoking away, smoking away. Yeah, it's nice. Well, as long as the patients don't see it. Well, and then and right there in plain view, when you if you're standing there smoking in the park, looking up at the brand new heart tower with all these. Oh. Windows overlooking the park. <laughs> right. So if you're one of those patients, so you got a you cardiologist can... who's talking to a heart <clears throat> surgery patient, right. going, "You know what? You got to go on a diet. And you got to cut out smoking." I'll nope. be back in 15 minutes. It's <laughs> <laughs> nice. Funny. All right. Well, that's probably a good place to wrap it up, don't you think? It's okay. Good so thanks for joining us again for Healthcare Marketing Insights. This is Chris Bevelo, Adam Meyer, Jackie Ritaco, <laughs> Smacker, Smacker. Keep talking like this. <laughs> we will talk to you next Put the week. Smackdown. Thanks.